slash volume button. This is not a test. This is not a drill. Even though it may sound like we're in the same room, <laughs> Katie and I are on opposite sides of the country yeah. right now. Can you hear me loud and clear? You Coke? know what? It's uh, it's a little fuzzy, but I just, you know, I assumed that from Florida. That's how it would be. Wow. Are we already throwing in fucking Florida jokes, bitch? Is this the mood we're setting To get all the of them in, we have morning? to start early. Man, see, I didn't even hear what joke you just said <laughs> because <laughs> the reception is so bad. What did you say? I said to get all the jokes in, we have to start early. <laughs> Guys, this could be a fucking disaster. We don't know. This is the first time we're doing this, so you're going to have to bear with us. Oh, boy. We're off to a great start. Uh, but Kate is in L.A., and I am down in Boca, baby. Kate, friend, did you come the answer yet? answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no. What's what, what, what? I tried again a little bit, but I'm telling you, I just, I, I go, and then I just stop. And that's Can you it. Walk I hate this. Walk me through it. What happened? Walk me through it. This is very oh. uncomfortable for me. We should also mention because I'm not there in LA with Kate, we have Pat, our can you say friend. hello on camera real quick? Patrick is running sound for Kate, who's never heard any of this before, so he has no fucking clue. So yeah, about coming. So Kate, talk about coming. Also, you're like basically in a room alone talking about coming in front of Pat. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what's happening. We'll get back in the swing. We'll get in the swing. Enough. We'll get in we'll the get. swing. So talk about your come. Uh, or lack thereof. Mm. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, just not, you know, not yet. Well, walk me through it. What, what did you do this time differently? Or did you at all do anything differently? No, I didn't do anything differently. I just figured, you know, maybe if I just keep doing the same thing, something will change. <laughs> Isn't that the definition of insanity? I think what I need to do is smoke some more weed. To be quite what? honest with you. What? No. What? Yeah. Oh. It makes everything better. Okay. I did just hear about a weed uh, lube, but it's not lube. You just put weed on your vagina and then you masturbate and it's supposed to make everything like way more fucking sensitive. I bought it for my friend for her birthday once because I, I have my weed card and I bought that for her. And the guy at the store was just like, oh, are you using this on a boyfriend? And I was like, no. And he was like, Oh, you're using this by yourself. First of all, that weed store man should not be a clerk if that's the way he's fucking I, acting around with I it. know. <laughs> so funny. I always think when I go in, I'd like try to be a little bit cooler. When I go into weed stores, I'm like, hey man, yeah, what's up? Like <laughs> weed stores scare me the same way that casinos scare me. Even though I'm an adult and I'm allowed to be there and I am a paying customer, I am terrified that I'm always gonna do something wrong. Casinos? Shut up, Kelsey. You know <laughs> I love casinos. Okay, I, 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 Kelsey and I, and Stephen Cantor went to a freaking oh, casino in Vegas, and I did a really good job until I lost everything. We went to Vegas for 24 hours? Was it even 24 hours? 24 of the drunkest hours of my life. So we went to go shoot a video in Vegas, and my flight ended up getting delayed because I took a different flight out. So I showed up about like eight hours after them to them completely plastered wasted and I was like what happened to you guys and then the trip just became about drinking and not making a video but you love casinos anyway should we answer our fan question uh yeah okay so this one came through Instagram from someone that I thought it was a really good question so this is from Fernanda Junk 
<laughs> she said, huge fan of the podcast. I could really use some help. So I am from Brazil, but I've been living in Germany for some months now because I am doing an exchange year here. I just got recently single, so I decided to download Tinder here so see how it would go. I went on a date with a guy on Sunday, and it was really nice, but he didn't kiss me at the end. But the next day he texted me, we went out again Tuesday, and it was really nice again, but he still didn't kiss me. But he talked the whole time about how amazing I was and how I, he liked my smile and these cheesy things you say on a first date. But after that, I had another date with a guy on Wednesday. And so I went to meet him, and it was going so well. He was gorgeous, fun, intelligent. And then who fucking appears? The guy from the other date. And so he even comes over to the table to say hello. I just felt so bad. I tried to make it look natural so both wouldn't notice. So today I texted the guy who we bumped into saying that the guy I was on a date with was just a friend. I didn't want to lie, but I also didn't want to ruin my chances with both, you know? Now I'm feeling like crap. I am super embarrassed and I don't even hang out with one of them in a public space. What does she do? She went on two dates with a guy who didn't kiss her. She went on another date with a different guy. On that date, she saw the first guy and now she feels bad. And also the other guy like came up to the table, which I think is a really either ballsy or totally fucking naive move because he yeah. saw this girl out with another guy and didn't yeah. think that maybe she was on a date. So he just went up to the table to say hello. Like that's fucking ballsy unless he was doing yeah. it in the way where he genuinely didn't know you were on a date. And then I think you're okay. Also, I don't know why she lied. Like, she felt the need to text the guy and be like, by the way, that wasn't a date, which it was. I kind of do the same thing if I'm even like talking to someone or kind of interested in them. I'm like, oh, I'm fully committed to you. Like I'm just committed to the idea of you. She's recently single, so she was used to commitment. So I feel like, ooh, good point. unless you have the conversation where it's like, oh no, we're not dating other people. And two dates, you owe good nothing. Good girl to anyone date around you don't owe anything to anybody you don't have to lie you don't have to worry about their feelings you're single you Ooh. i mean worry about their feelings of course but not like oh. that's why I guess, you're on the app you're dating multiple people i guess if the guy likes you it won't really matter if you were on another date you know what i mean like even if he didn't kiss you that doesn't mean he's not into you he could be totally nervous i think right. if he's into you and then he sees you out on a date with another person ooh, that could actually be like Hotter. That makes you more desirable. It makes you the, you know, the thing that they can't have. And what's that quote they say? You always want what you can't have. Or, or figure out first why it was that you felt uncomfortable having him see you. Well, on you think date. you had it, you hit it on the head. She's yeah. so single, newly single that she probably feels like she's doing something wrong because she's seeing multiple men at once. For sure. And if that is the, is that is the case, I don't even think you need to talk to this other guy about it. Yeah. Unless of course you want to continue dating him and then yeah. you talk to him and figure out what you want, but you don't have to be committed to anybody and you don't have yeah. to. You're Explain allowed yourself. to date multiple, but I get that. There's a lot of shame in being like, like, Oh no, I'm not, I'm not dating around. I'm, I mean, no, I'm just, I'm in a tower. I'm unapproachable. <laughs> I think too, like it comes back down to the basic idea and, this is just like a blanket statement for a situation like this, but like women don't owe you shit, men. Like we don't owe you a fucking explanation. We don't owe you a fucking text. We don't owe you an apology. Like we, we don't owe you a commitment either. We don't, we don't owe you shit. Like especially after two dates or one date or whatever it was. Especially if he's not making a move, which I understand. I'm not saying make a move, test it out, talk about it. It sounds like there's a lack of communication mm. in general here. But, like, you also don't have to, like, after the second date be like, 
let's communicate. Like, what's our communication style? Like, this is a time where you really want to feel someone's communication style out. I would highly recommend reading or taking the test. It's called your love language. Oh, and yeah. you can figure out, like, how you like to be shown emotions and how you emote to, to someone that you're in a sexual relationship with. There's, like, five things you can be. You can be, like, uh, words of affirmation, physical touch, acts of service gifts and then there's another one so basically like my love language is i like words of affirmation so you can show me you can touch me all you want but if i don't hear from your mouth that you like me i won't it just doesn't register so like learning that about myself really helped me learn how to communicate better with my sexual partners because I would have them also take it so that I could learn like how to make them uh, happier. What date do you do that on? <laughs> oh God, um, never a good time. I don't know. I, I've, I've always brought it up when I think I'm drunk. I'm like, what's your love language though? And then they're like, what? And I'm like, take this quiz on my phone. What's your love yeah, language, I, Kate? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'll take the quiz. I'll figure it out. I do definitely think, though, that there's, like, I, I feel like maybe she likes guy number one a little bit more than guy number two because she wasn't really worried about guy number two seeing guy number one or anything like that. Yeah, so that's a good I point. I feel like if you like guy number one, maybe we could talk about different, how do you communicate? It can't all be up to the other person. Like, how do you yeah. communicate? And that's something, boy, oh boy, do I not know how to do. Because <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, I'll think it really hard, and then hopefully mm. they'll pick up on it. It sounds, by the way she wrote it, talking about the second guy, she said he was gorgeous, he was fine, he was intelligent. And so, like, it sounds like maybe this other guy is also appealing, and you haven't fucked it up with him yet, so you, there's still a time, you know, if that other guy asks <laughs> what your deal is, you can be honest with him. Yeah, why not the other guy? Yeah, you know, just juggle a few at once, see what happens, learn from it. <laughs> yeah, figure it out. Like seven is, days in a in a week. <laughs> Kate, are you trying to say you should have seven different lovers? No, five. Because <laughs> you need two days for the weekend to go. Or you just need Monday and Tuesday to get yourself together. And yeah, then like, hope for the rest of the week. I hope that answered your question, Fernanda. <laughs> if it didn't, we're really sorry. Um, that's our advice for you, girl. Yeah. Should we also talk about last week, what the disaster, the, the real disaster, and then the petty disaster that happened? Yeah. Uh, so as, real disaster, there are fires in California. There are a lot of uh, people in need this holiday season, especially imagine losing everything you own around the holidays. Um, yeah, there's also nuts. a bunch of firefighters and first responders that are doing, I mean, a job that is impossible to contain and uh, we should all appreciate them. And next time you see a fireman, man, next time you see a fireman, man, <laughs> what I meant to say was next time you see a fireman, comma, man, just go man. grab a beer with him. <laughs> Buy him a fucking, or her, a beer. Yeah, but then because of the fires, which are terrible. Oh, right, which are terrible. Uh, oh, guys. It's terrible. not going to sound, it's not going to sound good. We, we yeah. were talking about the holiday party last week. It, it just got moved, so we didn't have one. They canceled uh, the holiday party because um, it was up in the hills where the fires were happening. So it yeah. wasn't like it wasn't like we were just gonna have a party in the middle of Hollywood, and they were like, "Oh, there's too many fires." It was like really close to where the fires were happening, and the smoke yeah. and the air quality was really shitty. So they were like, "We don't want to put a bunch of drunk people up trying to get by." So they moved it. <laughs> 
Yeah, so we didn't have, so it's fine, but that's why we don't have any holiday party updates. We did actually, um, Keith, one of the Try Guys, you guys know him, he scrambled to put together a backup unofficial holla cray party was what he called it, where the next day he spent all day calling venues asking if we could, if they could host 200 something plus people last minute for free for a party and we found a club. And Boulevard 3. Yeah, Boulevard 3 in Hollywood. Shout out to them. And we, we got a couple free bottles of vodka. They had a booth set up. They put up fucking signage. They, they were like, they put up a photo booth with like a little holocray logo. They had lights. Kate, you didn't go. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was tired, man. I was tired. And I came to the conclusion that most of the time when I go out, I'm like, all right, tonight's the night I fall in love. And I find that one person who I could be with forever and then I'll never have to go out again, ever. So I was too, I didn't want to go dance. I was tired. I'm trying to save money. The lift is expensive. I'd have to put on a dress, which I already had on. I, I was actually dressed you to go. You were fully but I, dressed. You were fully dressed drinking a glass of wine in your Instagram story and then texted me, I'm not coming. I just didn't want to deal with the hassle. The good news is, is that wasn't the real holiday party, so I think you get a pass if you just didn't feel I, it like wasn't. I wasn't prepared. Yeah. I was tired. I was ready to go home and go to sleep, and then Keith had to throw a party. <laughs> so selfish. <laughs> I went. I went for like an hour. It was fun. Basically, the end of the moral of the story is we hope all those people who are dealing with the fires uh, get out safely and that we're This we're part might need to them. be cut. <laughs> um, we have a few other things to bring up. Uh, panties. Wow. How do we segue into this? I think we just talk about it, man. Boy, okay. I could use some extra money. Hey, this would be great if we had like, oh, I don't know, a fucking me undies ad to talk about underwear <laughs> so that we could good. easily segue into this next topic. Then instead, we will just say that we love underwear in general. Okay, so back when I was in college, <laughs> this is for real. I looked up, I was so broke, I looked up many ways to make extra money. And one of them that I really wanted to do was sell my eggs. But that is... It's so invasive. But it pays, baby. Does it pay? But, but the then thing you, is, is that I just never went through with it. I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to get stoned and not do it. And also the fact that you would then have a child out in the world, Kate. Yeah, but it wouldn't be my kid. Yeah, it would. It's your yeah. egg. Yeah. I didn't actually consider that part. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I didn't do it. What else uh, was on this list? The other uh, easier one, way less invasive, <laughs> felt like, uh, was selling my underwear mm -hmm. online. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Patrick, like, you can't laugh. <laughs> Pat, we'll explain it. You'll hear. And they also did it. They did it in um, Orange is the New Black, too. Stop laughing. <laughs> oh, they did do that. So basically, like, th apparently there's some website. It's a real website that is just exclusively for this purpose where yeah. girls wear underwear and then men or women, people buy it. People buy it. After you worn it. And you can like do shit in it. You can go like play uh, People sports. like the, the dirtier it is. <laughs> so what we're saying is Kate and I are going to do this. <laughs> but here's the thing. I've watched Law and Order so many times, like SVU so many times, to be like, they're going to know it's mine and they're going to find out where I am and they're going to track me down. What? And then how, would they, how would they find you from your underwear? Dude, sn smelling dogs <laughs> could find me. I leave a trail. You think someone in like 
the fucking Middle East. Let's say someone from like the Middle East buys Let's your leave the underwear. Middle East out of this. Let's okay, leave fine. The Middle East. Out someone of from this. Asia buys your underwear. Why are we leaving the Middle East? Why can't I use the Middle East as an example? I don't know. Wait, it's the Middle East, even the it's word a triggering. There's just a lot of shit going on. Yeah, and some people need some stress relief and they need to sniff some fucking Say panties. Say someone from Kansas buys what? my underwear. Okay, fine. For purposes of your fucking story, you Jesus think someone Christ. from Kansas is going to then go buy one of those Sherlock sniffing beagle dogs, put your dirt on this. Why would they, they already, already have, have it? That's what I'm saying. People might have it. So, so it would have to, all the stars would all have to align to where they buy your underwear, they have a, a beagle sniffing dog, yeah. and get your underwear. And then they come in, and then I'm like, at my, I'm in my apartment, I'm hanging out with Pete, and they break down the freaking wall, and they're just like, your pussy's mine. And then I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm toast. They cut, they cut me in half, and then they just literally drive away with my pussy. <laughs> and I'm just... <laughs> oh my so god! So that's why I'm scared to do it. Oh my but, god! Okay. You know what? Would it be nice to make a couple, an extra couple hundo a month? Yes. And therapy's expensive, and insurance is shit. Dude, if we when could it comes pay to paying you back, oh yeah, yay. If we could pay for our therapy with our used panty <laughs> sales, I would consider that a fucking win. So basically, this is the this is a challenge. Kate and I are going to do this. By the next podcast, we'll have an update. We're going to see who can sell their underwear for the most money. <laughs> and then we'll donate the other person's underwear to charity or some shit. Elsie, cut this part out. <laughs> you fucking crazy person. Uh, should we donate it to charity? I don't know why I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> Is it dirty money if we donate dirty panty underwear to a charity? I feel like it's like compost money at that point. Wow. Did you just call your pussy a compost? <laughs> yeah. I guess it does need to be fertilized. Is that a I joke have like that a works? Lot. I don't know. I really just have to figure a lot of stuff out. I have to figure out how I feel about all the things we just talked about. <laughs> right, but we're still going to do this, right? You're not backing yeah. out. Yeah, of course I'm not backing out yet. Well, no, now it sounds like I'm pressuring you into doing this, and people already think I yell at you or something <laughs> on the podcast. People people keep commenting that I talk too loud and that I'm overpowering Kate. That's just how loud I fucking talk, okay? <laughs> I just miss you. I miss you. Distance makes the heart grow far, far, farther? Farther? What? This is what? gibberish. This is nonsense. We can't use any of this. But distance makes the heart grow fonder, baby. All right, you're in fucking Boca. You're okay, in Boca. Let's okay. talk about that. Speaking Jesus. of distance, um, I am in Boca doing a mini series. It's a documentary on chronic pain. We are trying, uh, basically, Laura and I both have chronic pain. Someone reached out to us, said that they could cure us. We both have incurable illnesses that Should right we, now. Could we bring Laura in? Yeah, Laura! Are you ready? Oh, you're right there. <laughs> so we just brought Laura in. Hey, girl. Hello. How are you doing? Good. Um, Laura, if you don't know her, she is a writer at BuzzFeed and an incredible writer at that. She does a lot of content based around, for lack of a better word. My vagina. Your vagina. Um, do you want to tell everyone what the <laughs> fuck that means? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have endometriosis, and over the years, it's kind of stemmed into a lot of pelvic floor issues, vaginismus, vulvodynia whatever, whatever. Basically, my vagina hurts all the time and I have a lot of stomach issues. And especially around your period, it's like the labor. Yeah. And so it's actually something that affects a lot of women. 
Um, if you don't know what any of those words were that she just Look said, it up. go fucking read some of her articles because I truly believe there's no reason why men, especially if you're listening to this, go fucking read about women's health issues because if you, and especially Laura writes so beautifully and articulates so well what it's truly like to live with a chronic illness, you should know about what this shit is. And there, like you were saying, like it's not uncommon. It's not uncommon. There's so many people that don't know about what this is and what, what's the harm in just learning and just educating yourself a little bit? If you understand the vagina better, wouldn't that be yeah, great? Yeah, it would be great. Uh, I also, I'm sure you've already talked about this in like your articles and stuff like that, but not being yeah, believed. Yeah. Um, even by, like, even when I first like was learning about chronic pain, which I'm, I don't know that much about, so I have a bunch of questions for you guys, but uh, it's hard to believe that it actually mm -hmm. is constant because we're so taught to be like, mm -hmm. oh, she's being dramatic or, oh, it's not that bad. It's for like, which is truly yeah. horrible. But like when you complain about something, it's very common to, to sort of be like, it, it can't be that bad only because it's so almost impossible yeah. to fathom. And I can't imagine what it actually feels like to have to deal with it and then yeah, not be Especially hurt. because when all women get their periods. And for some women, they could be like, oh, she has cramps. Like I have fucking cramps, but to totally understand different. like that there are differences in levels of pain. And there, there are women who don't, like, don't, don't even understand what the pain you go through is every day. Sure. You know, we knew each other as coworkers, but then when I started reading her articles, um, we became a lot closer because I also have a chronic pain called trigeminal neuralgia and it's a neuropathic uh, pain. So that means it's, it stems from the nerves in my brain and it goes into my face and I have anesthesia dolorosa. Laura has been dealing with hers for 10 years coming up now. Um, and mine just happened about three years ago. So there is a time where I remember being pain-free very vividly. So the past three years has been like, talk about a life change. Holy fucking shit. I have learned so much just A, about the chronic pain community, B, about healthcare and insurance and how fucked up the healthcare system is, and C, just about like my own resilience and patience. And it's not something I talk a lot about. And so we thought we'd do an episode about it because you guys write to us a lot about it. But um, we started talking just on our company Slack, uh, which is like a G chat room about our pain. And then we decided to start a support group together. So we host a, a chronic pain of all kinds, any kinds, anybody with any kind of pain, doesn't matter what it is. And we do that uh, once a month. We basically like sit around in a circle and cry and drink wine. <laughs> After doing this for a while, we thought, what the fuck? We should do more content based around this. So we pitched an idea to our boss about going and trying different things to cure our illnesses because we both are at a point in our pain where we're fucking done and we're over it. Anyways, that's why we're here in Boca. So like, what are some ways that you guys do I mean, we it? both, yeah. Or, or try. We, we both are very quiet about our pain, I think. Like, even as much as you write about it and like, as much as I make, I'm starting to make content around it, like we both really internalize a lot yeah. of shit. I don't want to speak I mean, for both of us. that's what we've been taught though. Like, yeah. it's awkward. You don't want to make someone else uncomfortable. You don't want to be like, I'm having a really shitty day yeah and I hate my life like you just don't go up to people and say that you constantly it's feel like, like what are you gonna do we watched that Michelle Wolf it's special HBO. yeah and she has this joke about if the with a period like that's the only time a person is bleeding and it's not the topic <laughs> yeah. of conversation and it's crazy that you're in like full-blown yeah. agony and yet you still have to be like carrying on yeah, as though yeah. you're not which is crazy that you would even feel like like have you ever seen a, this is oh, I'm gonna get shit for this but have you ever seen like a guy get hit in the ball right yeah, yeah. and, and then like, everyone stops yeah. even if it was an accident even yeah, yeah. if you told him to move yeah. 
and he didn't, and you swung into it, and it, it was an accident. Yeah. It's still like, how Yeah. Like, you're done. Yeah. You are yeah. done to other people. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, like, oh, get over it. Like, that hurts. Yeah. But it's just like, well, how come one voice is understood and the other one is just disregarded? It's also like, we, we, I get tired of having to explain all the time. Like, I. It's like emotional labor. It's the same that. story every time. Like, the the statistic I usually tell when people ask about it is I, I tell them that it, trigeminal neuralgia was nicknamed the suicide disease in the medical field because the pain w is so brutal and excruciating that people would kill themselves because Jesus. there is no cure for it. And so once I say that to someone, they're like, oh, fuck, like, but you don't look you don't act like it you don't look like it yeah and then I, that goes into a whole like it takes it takes so much energy all the time to explain why I don't feel good or why I don't feel like doing something or why I have to cancel a plan or why I need a break in the middle of a shoot that like I can't help but it brings your fucking mood down it brings the fucking party down it brings everybody down to constantly have to be like even my friends my closest friends who know about it like I worry that if I if I talk one more time about my pain, they're gonna just throw their fucking hands up and I'm done and unfriend me on Facebook or some shit. I think it's because we're so tired of dealing with it that we can't imagine another person being willing to be like, oh, I'll take this on, I'll hear about it every day, because it's like I don't even want to think about it. Yeah, I don't like I'm almost in denial mm -hmm. at certain stages because mm -hmm. I'm like. I can't go through this for another 10 years. I don't know how the fuck I've done it for the last 10 years. So I just like pretend it's not there. It and, never works, but yeah. I try. And we've both tried, you know, when you do explain to someone that you're in pain and then they offer support, even if it's coming from like a good place, like, oh, have you tried yoga? Yeah. Or have you tried this <laughs> thing? And you were talking earlier about things I do, like transferring pain. I will literally take a heating pad that is been in the microwave for five minutes and stick it on my raw skin and the burning distracts me from the other pain that I yeah. feel in my stomach and I would rather that yeah so uh this woman who we're down here visiting in Boca I don't want to say too much because obviously we're like in the middle of making the documentary but she mm -hmm. uses lasers to treat chronic pain and her daughter actually had what I have which is incurable and she has been pain-free for five years. Neuropathic pain doesn't respond to uh, opiates or painkillers. So there have been times Jeez. where I've been in the emergency room, four days of no sleep, fucking hallucinating because I'm so tired and like just drained and crying. And they can pump fucking morphine and Demerol into my body and I will still feel the pain. And I was... The yeah. biggest mindfuck, and like I get like angry even thinking about it, and I don't know why, but like the biggest mindfuck I'd ever had in my life was being at the best hospital in the world with the best neurosurgeon in the world, screaming and crying, like begging them to knock me out. Like I was like, punch me in the fucking face. I don't care. Knock me out. Put me to sleep. I don't care. And them telling me, we cannot do anything to help you. There is nothing we can give you that will take away this pain. And I was like, if I go to the police and I'm like, this man is murdering me, and the police are like, we can't fucking help you. There's no one else, like, that you can go to. So I'm like, I'm at the one place in the world that's supposed to be the place where you get relief, which is, like, those doctors. And them not being able to yeah. help me, like, I just, I, like, my parents couldn't help me. My mom couldn't help me. The guy I was dating couldn't help me. Like, yes. It was such a hopeless situation. And it's scary, but, like, I genuinely went to a fucking dark place in my head, and I was like is this where people kill themselves? Like, is this where people are like, 
this is the brink of pain. This is the edge. I've fucking reached it. After that, I just remember, like, we talked about, like, we would try anything. Like, and it's really expensive. I mean, do you want to talk about how much, like, oh yeah, money it costs? Well, getting the surgery in the first place, I was in college. My parents helped me out. I had to go to Mayo Clinic in Minnesota, which is supposed to be the best doctor in the United yeah, hospital in the, in the United country, States. Yeah. It, I had to go there to get diagnosed with vulvodynia, which is literally so easy to diagnose. All you do is take a Q-tip yeah. to someone's vagina, and if they have excruciating pain, then they probably have vulvodynia. And for some reason, I had to drive to fucking Minnesota to do that. The bills were insane. Insurance doesn't cover it. Insurance doesn't yeah. see the endometriosis surgery as, you know, necessary for life. So it's just like, oh, okay, so it's not... That's so fucked up. It's just like, and then... You know, physical therapists aren't covered by insurance, so acupuncture isn't covered by insurance. If I want to see a dietitian to like find food that I can eat, it's not covered by insurance. Like it's just It's so much fucking money and out of pocket. It's, it's like out of pocket money that you We're normally, in good situations. Like, we, are. we both we're have good very jobs. Blessed. So I can't imagine right. I mean Having it's just this. Yeah. And we have access. We're in Los Angeles. We have access to yeah. crazy doctors. Yeah. You don't get that in Indiana. No. I know because I was there. Yeah. We fucking flew to Florida. Like yeah. who? We're in a good spot we're and a, we're, we're still we're in pain. In, yeah, exactly. It just, you know, it's uh, shocking altogether just to be like, wait, really? It's that bad? Yeah. It's like, and you know what? I'm, and I believe you. It's just sort of like, wow, I can't imagine. And then also like what you guys were saying about with healthcare and everything. Imagine just some like little girl in the middle of nowhere who no one's listening mm -hmm. to and no one's taking seriously and she's crying for help and then what do you do you, like if no one's listening and and you feel fully hopeless like there are plenty of other things that you can turn to yeah, yeah. Uh, that aren't helpful really and you know pretty detrimental like drugs you could turn to all yeah. of these other things yeah. like i just feel like it's so important i'm just i'm really proud that you guys are talking about it because I feel like people need to hear it yeah. and it's probably super embarrassing yeah. because I feel like just also as women in general we're sort of not supposed to really it, it feels like that we were kind of like raised to like not really speak out about stuff that's uncomfortable my therapist once said something to me he was like I, I, he's a pain therapist so this is what he does for a living he was like if you're in pain why wouldn't you want attention? And I was going, well, I don't want to come off as like attention seeking because look, I'm in the entertainment business for a living. Of course I love attention, but I wouldn't wish yeah. this upon my fucking worst enemy. I wouldn't wish this upon ISIS. Well, maybe ISIS. Yeah. ISIS can have trigeminal oh, But like it, he told me, he was like, why wouldn't you want someone to, to help you? And I think it just comes back to A, it, it feels wrong to want to want help yeah. even though I am hurting. Yeah. The and same way someone with like depression would feel like embarrassed to want help even though they're clearly hurting. Yeah. Suffering. Yeah. I think also it might come from so many doctors and I don't know if you had the same experience, but just constantly making me feel like downplaying my pain, making me feel bad for talking about it to the point where like I question it sometimes still 10 years later being like, oh, maybe it's just, I'm just being dramatic when I'm like, in bed and can't move and yeah. get out of bed. I'm like, oh, I could have gone to work today. No, I couldn't. No. It affects every fucking part of my life in our lives. Like there is not a situation, a minute that goes by, a thought goes by in my head that this pain isn't attached to it in some form, shape, or way. Yeah, what was it, what was it like? Because I feel like it's hard enough to, it just, getting your period sucks, you know what I mean? Like when, when it finally does happen, you're just like, oh God. So what was that like 
Laura, like growing up, unless you're tired of talking oh, no, about I'm it, never. Like, like growing up with that and like coming to terms with being like, oh, this might actually be worse than what's supposed to be happening. Yeah, for the longest time I didn't have that thought. I honestly thought everyone must be going through this and I am just weak as fuck for not wow. being able to deal with it. Because I would go see the doctors and they would just be like, yeah, you're having pain with your period. Duh. And it was just like insane. And like, I would go to my friends and I'm like, God, like I'm throwing up during class, like during the Pledge of Allegiance, I have this vivid memory of when just puking in the trash can during oh. the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh. Cause I had my period that day and like my mom had to leave her job and like come get me at school because of my period. Like it took me a really long time. And then when I got to college, it started getting really bad. And I started to realize, shit, this isn't going away. And that's when I just fell into a very, very dark depression that sometimes yeah. I still fall into. It's taken me years to kind of be like, okay, this is my life. And it sucks, but like, it's my life. It's the one I have. Like, I just got to, you know, find a way. But yeah. It's not like we're here being like, we've found a way to cope with our pain and we're ha like, we're not really we're here to preach it. that yeah. there's like, there are definitely yeah. people. I mean, this, this woman that we're seeing, her daughter is pain free. Like there definitely is hope. And I think that's what keeps us like We're not going to give up at this point. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to give up. Um, we mentioned that Pat is actually running sound for Kate right now, who is your boyfriend. Yes. And you guys have been together a while yeah. and you've written a lot about you guys' relationship. Um, just especially like when your illness has, it's so intimate. It's your fucking vagina. Yeah. We're already as a society taught not to talk about that, but God forbid. Oh, that's wait. Could I do a side note yeah. here? Okay. I was just doing, there's a video coming out about uh, the history of the vagina, yeah. right? And they just fully, just for the longest time, people wouldn't recognize the vagina. Like, they wouldn't draw it. <laughs> like, the clitoris My is God. not, like, in some sex ed books. Uh, women were considered to not have sexual um, feelings towards people. People, like, in the Victorian era, which is fucking hilarious, because then they were prescribed fucking vibrators yeah. for their hysteria. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's so in. crazy. So, like... The day. So like it's bad enough like people don't even recognize your vagina, but then when you're like, oh, I'm also in pain. Yeah. yeah. Like my vagina that you will only recognize if it gives you pleasure. Uh, yeah. Is in pain. So if you're not going to recognize it to begin with, you're definitely not going to recognize it if it's not something that you could use. Right. You, you've talked a lot about your relationship, and, yeah, yeah. Um, and you've been together almost three, three years, years now. Yeah. Um, can you just like talk about what the fuck that was like, like finding someone that is as great yeah, I like don't want to cry but it really Aww. it took me a really long time to believe like he makes me believe every day that like I am worth loving and it oh. I hate I hate that it has to come from him but it got to a certain point that like as much as I would tell myself it doesn't matter like if you know you you have to know your worth and like everybody has baggage like I didn't believe it until he started telling me oh my god you're gonna make me <laughs> fucking cry I know I'm sorry I'm literally you make me cry it's a very awkward situation <laughs> well we we had no, talked about just, just like last night people. having someone validate like, not just val but like tell you you're normal yeah. despite it yeah. You know, that you are yeah. other, you are more than your pain. Your pain. Like being able to see both of you and still love it. It's like, because it's hard for us to love ourselves sometimes. So having someone there who's like giving me unconditional love when I am like in the worst mood or like not getting up off the couch, like it means more than I wish it did, but it means so much. But why? why like, why would you? 
you have, that's a great thing to have. That's, sure. all, that's all anybody wants. I, I think that it's really cool to be like, yeah, I could do that for myself, but humans aren't supposed to, you know, exist and thrive right. in an isolated environment. No, that's totally so of fair. course that feels yeah. good. Yeah. Give yourself a break What I loved that you brought up last night was like, I've never really been in like a long relationship with trigeminal neuralgia. It's just, it's new territory for me that I don't even know, like, when do I tell them about it? How do I tell them about it? Yeah. What do I do if I get in a situation where I have an attack? Like, that's the most embarrassing fucking thing ever. Um, and you were talking last night about, like, when you and Pat first started talking and he just, like, wouldn't stop asking you questions, yeah, but not in a way that's like, wait, what? Your vagina? Like, he was really like, concerned about my well-being, which was new for me. Like, I, I had a horrible experience with dating. It's not easy to date when your vagina doesn't work. Like, yeah. obviously, that's a huge barrier. But it got to the point where with him, I was just, like, very upfront and honest about everything. And I was unapologetic. At that yeah. point, I was like, whatever. This is, it, it's not going away. Like, you either deal with it or you don't. Like, I'm too tired to care. And he just was like, yeah, it sucks that you have that. But, like, obviously it's not your fault. Like, what are we going to do? And it doesn't affect, no. like, who you are as a right. person. And, like, you know, there are many ways to be sexual and yes. be intimate. And it's like. Jesus. I mean, the number one question I'm sure you get asked is, like, well, how do you fuck then? Yeah. You know? That's so invasive. It's, yeah. it's like asking, all, like, what how the hell is wrong fuck, right? Like, yeah. the fact that they just want to ask and, and they want you to explain to them rather than like, going. Like, Google it, bitch. So you have fingers and a phone. Listen, I don't even have sex, and I know that there's more than one yeah. way to Like, sex. what does what defines sex, right? If all it was was just penis and vagina, then that one time I did it <laughs> makes me feel like I never need to do it again. So the the last two male listeners yeah. that we had See ya. are gone now. <laughs> um, can you talk about like how you field that question when it's Asked? Yeah. Like, how do you fucking respond when people feel like that? Like, who they, thinks they even deserve right? that answer? It, and sure, it like, totally sh depends on who's asking. It can totally come from a place of like just genuinely yeah, wanting yeah. to know. The same way that you can like feel gay questions when people ask me gay shit. I'm like, okay, do you are you a fucking perv or do you actually want to? Yeah, know? yeah. I feel like yeah. if it's a woman who's suffering with similar conditions, of course I'm gonna be like, you know, not ever going into the detail details because I like to keep that to myself. But just you know that it is very possible and. I have a very fulfilled sex life with or without hey penetration. Thank you. <laughs> with or without penetration. You. So it's like, if it's someone like that, if it's someone else, it's just like, I, if it's on like Instagram, I'm just immediately blocked. Fuck you. Yeah. It, it's hard yeah. to not respond and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, seek Jesus. Like, And in a weird way, we talked about this yesterday at the doctor's office. Like, the doctor was talking about how, like, pain in a weird way can be a gift. And, like, yeah. we both rolled our eyes at, like, obviously as... A, a knee-jerk reaction, but, like, it's I true. do think, like, by having this pain, I have been forced to talk about it, therefore connecting other people, therefore yes. establishing community, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And for you, I was, like, I'm a little envious because you you have been forced to examine sex in a way yeah. that no one fucking gets to. And, yeah. like, you have to be so communicative with your partner and you totally. have to know your body and, like, in a weird way. Yeah. That is a gift. I mean, it was like a, a good system for dating. It, it gets all the bad guys out. I mean, because if, it, you know, long term, like if they can't even deal with it a month in, it's like, what is the point of even continuing it? So mm -hmm. in a sad way, like, you know, going through the dating, I was like, cool, I'm unlovable. This sucks. But then when you find someone who's truly understanding, it's like, fuck all those other guys. Because it's really like everyone has baggage. It's oh. not like bigger or worse. Like, yeah, my vagina doesn't work. Let's move on. Like. 
I just, like, I don't think you guys realize, like, I hope anyone that has chronic pain or is dating or in a relationship, like, go read her stuff because talking about being unlovable because you blame yourself, like, we we do that as women just without, you know, just inherently. As people. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we. Anything that's, like, not pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And and having, and knowing that it's possible to be in a relationship with. chronic pain and to like be loved I think is you know something we desperately need to hear yeah for people that have chronic pain also um Kate we talked about last night just like how we could relate this podcast to more people because we both have like such specific fucked up right uh chronic pains but just the idea that like we sometimes feel like prisoners in our own body and it's already hard to love your body when it's working at full capacity, let alone when something is lack of a better term, fucking broken. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I also just feel like we're all part of a system that's kind of broken and it, it you know, we make money off of people feeling bad. Um, that, that's two truths. <laughs> so I think that it's sort of like, even if you, if the, the pain, like the physical pain isn't there for some people, there's, probably a ton of emotional pain that's there and it's specifically for um anyone who doesn't necessarily f- who feels othered in any way mm-hmm. i think that the that uh there's a shame that comes along with speaking out about anything that's going on or like validating the feelings or or like even validating um, like emotional pain like I've, i i know it bothers me when i would say to people like i'm sure as it bothers you mm-hmm. for someone to be like yeah i have pretty bad cramps <laughs> and you're just like like yeah but then for, like, when you have, like, depression or something like that, or um, for me with, like, an eating disorder, when people will be like, oh, God, yeah, I eat my feelings sometimes, too. It's like, do you? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, but that or like totally. I've been sad before, so it's, but then you also don't want to, like, let go of their yes. feelings or, like, over, what's the word? Diminish. Like, right off their yeah. Feelings. yeah. Diminish. Diminish. Yeah. So I just feel like, may, hopefully, from all of this, people will just, just be a little, like, kinder to yourself and yeah. listen to other people. And... And if someone is doing something for attention, say someone really is, say someone really doesn't have yeah. pain or whatever they're talking about. The fact that they're speaking out right. for attention means they're in some yes. sort of pain. Yes. Yeah, like, sure. be fucking so, nicer to people. Like, where's the empathy in this world? Right. Why, why do we get so mad at people who are, who are asking to right. be helped? I don't fucking know, Kate. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've been asking this myself this question every day, but... Um, yeah, I think it just comes back to like, everyone has a relationship with their body. Everything fluctuates. There are days when you feel really good. There can be more days that you feel shitty, but at the end of the day, this is the one body you're given and to do the best you can with it and love yourself the best way you can, whatever the fuck that means, no matter what. Trust yourself, trust yourself and trust each other and just try to be a little bit nicer. Yeah. Laura, where can people find you and read your stuff? Um, you can read my blog at lauraeparker.com or just like follow me on Instagram. I What's your Instagram? At Laura E. Parker. I'll yes. see you in like five minutes. Yes, thank you guys. <laughs> You're great. The thank you. Thank you. I have been having to pee for like a long time now. Uh, should we give our <laughs> shout outs? Let's do it. Uh, I want to give a shout out to, to Lady X Martini, at Cassidy Leonard, and at Andrea Wang. Yay. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Susie Goet. Mm. Uh, Lazarar, 
93. <laughs> Why do you pick the hardest fucking names to shout out? <laughs> and Julia Ray, they have the most heartfelt messages. Aww. Uh, guys, you can message us on Instagram, on Twitter. You can follow Kate at KTP on Twitter, at Kate Peterman on Instagram. Adult shit. K-A-Y-T-E-A-P-E-A. -E -E no, shit. <laughs> K-A-Y-T-E-P-E-A -E -E on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Kelsey Dara. Uh, what's my name? Kelsey Dara and all the things. We will give you a panty update next oh, week. Yeah. If you have any tips, if you've done this before, uh, tweet at us so we know what to do. This has now become a competition, I've just decided. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm about to have pee-soaked underwear if we don't end this. <laughs> okay, guys. So if anyone out there wants to buy go, my pee undies. Go. Oh, God, you're already ahead in the game. Uh, go subscribe to us on iTunes. Rate us. It really fucking helps. We have over a thousand reviews. Oh. We love you guys. Yeah. If you want us to uh, come speak at your college, oh. too, let us know. Oh, we're announcing something cool soon, aren't we? I think so, but you guys should just, like, if you want us to come speak, just, like, let we us know. Will. Adult shit. Watch us fuck up so you don't have hey. to. All right, baby, we will see you next week. Fucking bye. Come on.